you know, obviously we're very encouraged with the results, Bronwyn, um, that we've delivered in the first half. It's a team effort, and I'm very proud of the, the team and how they worked in the half in, in very challenging circumstances. We had, uh, you know, wave two and wave three of COVID, um, kind of in the uh, in the in the as a context to how we operated. So, as you mentioned, you know, um, core earnings. Once you strip off the one-off items, they were up thirty-two uh, percent. Uh, we've actually, um, you know, made material progress in our hold code debt profile, and uh, the absolute hold code net debt uh, is under forty billion for the first time in a very long time. And so, our hold code leverage at one point four times is actually below our guidance. We're two point two times uh, at the end of the year. We've had, uh, you know, good cash upstreaming from the markets, uh, good upstreaming from Nigeria, four billion in the half, two point three billion after the half, continuing to be able to get upstreaming for historical dividends. So we've cleared the backlog of historical dividends in Nigeria, which is also pleasing. But um, uh, I think the most important point is that really that the investment we've made in our networks uh, is, is truly paying off. And that's been the underpin of the growth that we've seen uh, in the period under review. The alliance with Sunlum in terms of MTN InsureTech and I see already 6 million customers onboarded in terms of MTN InsureTech. You're looking to take that to 30 million by 2025 with the Sunlum tie-up. So again, this huge financial services underpin as a growth factor for you as a telecommunications giant. Can you expand on that strategy, Rolf? Yeah, we've said uh, as part of our Vision 2025 strategy is that um, you know, beyond connectivity, we want to uh, provide the services that sit on top of that connectivity. And one of those services is uh, financial services. We call it FinTech. Um, and FinTech has many verticals. You know, we've got the wallet, which is uh, um, you know, the ability for us to do uh, P2P uh, transfers and beyond. Uh, you know, we have e-commerce and payments. Uh, we have uh, bank tech, which is the lending. We have international remittance. And then the other vertical we have is, is InsureTech, because we know that uh, there's very low penetration of insurance products across the African market. And uh, we've been talking to Sunlum for the last uh, uh, 10 months uh, to figure out how do we bring the best of each other's um, you know, uh, capabilities and strengths. And we think that it's a perfect partnership between two Pan-African organizations uh, to try and take insurance more broadly across the whole continent. So now it is a full-blown partnership, a multi-year partnership that we are operating with, with uh, Sunlum. South Africa and the rest of the continent. We're very excited about the capabilities that they bring, their footprint in 33 countries. Uh, we're in 17 in Africa. Um, and we want to be able to serve, provide insurance product in the regions that we operate as an operator, but also off footprint. So we want to do a bit of OTT on insurance um, um, in markets where we don't have a, um, a, a mobile network uh, operation. So we're pretty excited about that. And uh, uh, you know, we're looking forward to the partnership with Sanam. The looting and rioting of July, you have made mention of the fact that this will come in um, in the next results period, the impact of that, given the 100 stores that you closed in both Gauteng and, and KZN. Hmm. Is the impact significant, Rolf? Look, I think the impact for the country is significant. And I think we've seen the big numbers, 50 billion impact, uh, you know, across uh, SA uh, Inc, so to speak. Uh, when we look at you know kind of our world, you know we had um, you know 29 stores damaged, but about 104 sites um, that uh, needed to be restored. 
Um, and, you know, when we count the total damage to us, you know, kind of running up the tab at the moment, it is probably about 14 million. So it's quite limited. What actually has been more concerning for us um, is actually the impact for the people are in our value chain, uh, the spaza shops that sell airtime. Um, and those, uh, you know, those people, those small micro enterprise and businesses, they don't have access to Sazeria insurance, as an example, to claim against. So we've stepped in and said we will do our bit to try and help them, you know, get back their stock levels up and start trading and uh, get them up. I mean, we all have to play a part in South Africa, you know, to fight these uh, uh, three uh, evils, so to speak, of poverty, um, inequality and, and unemployment. And we have a role to play as MTN. And we're doing our little bits uh, in that uh, within our sector. It would be remiss if I didn't ask as a last question. We're still in a period of uncertainty, lack of visibility going forward. Every single CEO that's sitting in this hot seat right now, driving in uncharted territory, what is the key to keeping it all together, Ralph? No, I mean, for us as, as a team, MTN, we focused on a couple of things. One is to look after our people first. And I think, you know, they're the people who generate these results. So we're taking a lot of measures around creating an environment that they can work in, um, you know, during this very uh, challenging period. So that is our, our, our number one focus, our people. Um, the second is, you know, you know, to ensure that we're investing heavily in our networks to meet the demand so that people can go on uh, living their lives as normally as they can, you know, during this, uh, you know, challenging time. And then the third thing is focusing on customer solutions, not products, solutions, solutions that are relevant for consumers and enterprises across. And I think, you know, with those uh, three things, uh, you know, the, the, as an MTN business, we think that uh, uh, we'll get through to the other side of the pandemic uh, in a strong position and, uh, and, and remain as a resilient organization. So those are the things that we, we're making a foundation for getting through COVID. Just one last thing, the legal action with regards to ECASA and the spectrum, the releasing of spectrum, where do you stand as MTN, given that you are obviously one of those in, embroiled in the legal action? Yeah, yeah Bronwyn, I mean, our challenge is a very narrow one, to, just to remind uh, uh, your audience. Uh, it's one really around uh, 3,500 megahertz spectrum, the so-called anchor band for 5G. Uh, there's very little spectrum actually being auctioned in that band relative to what we see in other markets. Nigeria is talking about 500 megahertz of 3,500 uh, and all in 100 megahertz blocks. Uh, it's not something we're seeing in the South African context. So we are on a matter of principle saying that, you know, if we are to continue offering our services as we've done over the last uh, two decades, that 3,500 band needs to be available in a proper auction process without any limitation of any operator. So that's what our fight really is. However, in the period, um, you know, in, in recent um, weeks, we have been in a mediation process with ICASA. As I said, right now, I mean, we are encouraged by those discussions um, and hopefully we can resolve through this mediation process and not rely on the courts and the court data set in mid-September. Somewhere between now and mid-September, I'm hoping we find a solution because uh, mediation is better than uh, the legal recourse route.